What's up, fantasy freaks? It's your boy, Christian Michael. Back at it again. Coming at you from the beautiful Bear Island Brewing Studios. Our sponsor is Anchor. Um, Today, we are going to jump into the wide receivers. It's getting more exciting and more exciting. I know the last episode, quarterback rankings can be kind of boring, but you got to do them, right? Um, So I start off with the least exciting, and then I'm going to hit you with wide receivers. Guys, people say, um, you know, the consensus is that running backs win leagues, but the truth is you need to have a strong receiving core to complement your strong running back core. The difference with receivers is there's so many different ones out there. The thing with the running backs is there is only a few... Uh, I would say tier one guys. There's probably three or four tier one guys. Uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Zeke, maybe David Johnson, uh, Melvin Gordon if he's healthy, but that's about it. Um, but when you're talking receivers, um, there's probably 10 to, I'd say, 14 uh, 1 through 14 are probably all tier 1 guys, technically. They could finish. Uh, any of my guys that I have ranked in the top 12, I believe, can finish number 1 overall. Depending on various different um, opportunities and how um, scheduling and how uh, they're used and implemented in the offense. But uh, I wanted to bring up fantasy calculator this is um this is a website that uses consensus opinions from everyone in the industry and puts all that together and kind of has like a just has a consensus uh rankings on all these players so i wanted to go real quick on their top 20 Um, And then we will compare it to mine. So at number one, they have DeAndre Hopkins. Pretty much everybody in the industry has DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Two, Devontae Adams. Three, Julio. Four, Michael Thomas. Five, Tyreek. Six, Odell Beckham. Seven, Juju Smith-Schuster. Eight, Mike Evans. Nine, Antonio Brown. Ten, T.Y. Hilton. Eleven, Keenan Allen. Twelve, Adam Thielen. 13, Amari Cooper, 14, Stefan Diggs, 15, Brandon Cooks, 16, Robert Woods, 17, Julian Edelman, 18, Kenny Galladay, 19, Tyler Lockett, and 20, AJ Green. Um, just a couple notables. They have Chris Godwin at 21, Cooper Cup at 23, uh, Mike Williams, 24. But I, the first thing that jumps out at me is Cooper Cup at 23, Robert Woods at 16 and Brandon Cooks at 15. I don't see a scenario which all three receivers on one team finish that close to each other. I actually think out of the group of the three guys, I think Cooper Cup is the best receiver out of all of them. I I, I shouldn't say best receiver. Robert Woods has tons of talent. I think all guys can be a number one on any team. But I think Jared Goff has the most chemistry with Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, he's been injured, but he says that he feels better than, you know, he has in a really long time. Uh, Brandon Cooks seems to 
bounce from team to team. I don't know where the chemistry is there, but um, it just it seems weird to me that three guys are all within, you know, six six spots of each other. Could happen. That offense is awesome, but I see that team, uh, the offense, you know, not being as potent as they were last year, especially if Gurley's not healthy. So let's start with my rankings. The reason why you're even here. So I'm going, instead of the, when the quarterbacks, I went from 1 to 20. Well, that's stupid. Uh, But I'm going to go 20 to 1. Because that's much better. You get the best for last. And my rankings are different. Trust. They are much different than the consensus. Uh, The thing is, other than Antonio Brown, with his like three to four year reign in Pittsburgh... It has not been consistent. There's guys that finish in the top five every year. It switches around. And all it seems like a lot of these experts, all they do is copy and paste from last year. And the thing is, it's different coaching staffs. Um, It's, you know, players are coming off injury or coming off contract. The thing is, I think Michael Thomas is probably the most talented receiver in the NFL other than Julio Jones. But he just got paid 100 mil, which means for some guys is a huge fall off the next year. But who knows? He might be that kind of dog that will play no matter what. Well, he play, he would play for free. But normally guys on contract years where they're fighting for a big deal, uh, guys like Amari Cooper this year, they play much harder. You know, I would too. You're going to get the bag if you if you uh, show production. But anyway, so let's start at 20. I have Marvin Jones at 20. Fantasy Calculator has Marvin Jones all the way down at 34. The reason why I have him 14 spots higher is because Golden Tate is gone in Detroit. They really only have two options there, which is Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. And Marvin Jones has been a 1,000-yard receiver, 10-touchdown guy every year. And if you can get him that low, if he's down at 34, that means you can pick him up. Uh, Let me see. Let's do quick fantasy math. That means you can pick him up as like your second to last pick, like where kickers and defenses are going. You can get a bona fide receiver that could be a number one. Uh, He could be the number one on that offense. I mean, Kenny Galladay is talented and he should be the number one there for Matt Stafford. But I don't see TJ Hawkinson coming in and taking a whole lot of targets away. He's definitely, uh, if you've seen his tape from Iowa, he's more of a blocking tight end. Uh, but he he could take a little bit. But the thing is, Golden Tate had so much pull in that offense. And now that he's at New York, um, those two are going to dominate there. So I don't see Marvin Jones finishing at 34. I think that's a little bit ridiculous. So he comes in at number 20. Number 19, I have AJ Green. Normally, this guy would be in my top, like, five. I love the guy. He He's a lot like Julio Jones, where he doesn't really talk. He's not much of a diva. He just goes out and plays. But he's been, he's been highly injured, and uh, he did it again in training camp. So they said he's going to be out eight weeks or something with another foot issue. And, I mean, with receivers and the feet, it's just... It's, it's sad to see, because he's such a talent, but... I don't see that team being very good this year anyway. 
So he he's in at 19. I have Tyler Lockett in as, as uh, number 18. Guys, if you ever listen to Matt Harmon's reception perception, he's one of the best people in the industry at um, grading out wide receivers on their patterns, how they move without the ball, um, after contact, uh, ball skills up in the air. He just like dives really deep in and he's really good and he's really accurate every year. Um, the highest grade ever given to a receiver is Tyler Lockett. Uh, for for him, he said, um, "Gosh, I I don't remember the stat, but it's something like every like eighty three percent of the time, Russell Wilson throws to Tyler Lockett, he catches it." And those are numbers that you only see from Tyler Lockett and Michael Thomas uh, of of of, a, of efficiency like that. So DK Metcalf is. You know, the, the big stud that they drafted. I don't think he's going to be that great this year. Um, I just, I'm, I've yet to see it. But I think Tyler Lockett, with Doug Baldwin being gone, he's going to be a steal if you can get him that low. Number 17, a guy I prefaced earlier, Kenny Galladay. Um, I pretty much covered what I was going to say when, I, when we were talking about Marvin Jones. Uh, this guy is tall, fast, athletic, can go get the ball. Matt Stafford's going to throw it 40 times a game at least we will see how uh carry on johnson how many looks he gets in the backfield it's just it remains to be seen but this guy should finish pretty high he could finish uh in the top 10 number 16 uh i've got brandon cooks uh we talked about him earlier uh he's very talented in a very talented offense and he's got the opportunity um, number 15, I have Cooper, Cooper Cup, his teammate. Like I said, I don't think both or all three guys are going to finish in the, like the top 23. I don't have uh, I don't have Robert Woods in my top 20. Um, I think he was he's going to be the guy that suffers in the offense because they've paid so much money to Brandon Cooks, and uh, Cooper Cup is Jared, Jared Goff's favorite target. So I think the third man out right there is Robert Woods, even though he could be the most talented out of them. A lot of time it just has to do with chemistry. Um, so number 14, I have Stefan Diggs. Uh, this guy, I had him ranked really high last year. I actually had him ranked higher than Adam Thielen, which was a mistake. Uh, he's a great player, but um, I think it's pretty obvious that Kirk Cousins prefers Thielen. Even though Thielen had kind of a rough patch last year. Um, I expect them to be good this year. They're pretty much everybody's back. And uh, we'll see if Dalvin Cook can can remain healthy. But those guys are locked in, locked and loaded as quality fantasy receivers, uh, both Vikings guys. Number 13, I have T.Y. Hilton. Normally, I would have this guy a little bit higher, but they've got some new targets. Um, they're in Indy, and I don't know how healthy Andrew Luck is. Like, it seems like every year we're talking about this. You know, I don't. They said it was a calf strain or something, but it's always been a shoulder issue. The guy's a very talented quarterback, T.Y. Hilton. Um, if he scores touchdowns, can finish as he could finish in the top five. But I have him here at 13 because I don't think the Colts are going to be that good. Um, I know they're getting better, but uh, it just remains to be seen. Number 12, I have Mike Evans. If you listened last year, you know I am not a fan of Mike Evans at all. I barely had him in here last year. And it's just because, guys, he's so inconsistent. Out of any other receiver, 
um, just certain weeks he finishes as like the number two overall receiver, and then next he'll finish as the number fifty-four receiver. You don't see that from any other receiver um, out there. You you just don't. It's most guys like if they have a bad game, they'll finish as like the twentieth. But it seems like maybe maybe Mike Evans is a bit of a diva or doesn't get along with Jameis Winston. But it seems like there's certain games where he has zero catches for zero yards. And it's just like, it doesn't make sense. When you're that big, you're the number one in your offense. We will see because Bruce Arians um, is, a, is a different cat. So we'll see if he integrates him into that offense better. But the way that Bruce Arians has been talking up Chris Godwin, it, he said he's never going to come out of the game. So I don't know if the guy's playing defense. No. But obviously what he's saying is Chris Godwin is the clear number two and that he's very important to that offense. So I don't know how much that's going to dig into Mike Evans, uh, his workload. Number 11, I have Julian Edelman. I believe that this guy could finish number one overall this year. Um, The reason why I have him at 11 is because New England doesn't need him. We need to see how the offense works without Rob Gronkowski. Um, Are they going to double Edelman or what happens? So we don't know what's going to go on with Josh Gordon. Um, I know they signed Cameron Meredith. I know, uh, you know, there's, there's just a ton of unknowns there. So we'll see later on in the, in the preseason, but just know that I have him at 11 here, but he could finish number one overall if Brady just targets him crazy but I expect him to be like a top 10 guy I just have him right on the outside of the top 10 because that's just where he is position wise with me it's hard for me it's so loaded at like the top eight spots that it's hard for me to squeak in a tiny little white slot receiver (laughs) uh okay so number 10 I got Keenan Allen this is another guy that he could be injured and um not produce at all uh I mean, Mike Williams, does Mike Williams step in and take his spot away as Philip Rivers' favorite target? I don't think so. I think they both have different roles, but I like Keenan Allen if he can stay healthy. Uh, he can finish as a top five guy. I, other, I wonder if I should have reversed him and Julian Edelman because I can see Edelman finishing as like a top three guy. I don't think Allen has that in him. I think he's more of a five to ten guy. But I think he's just a little bit more consistent, and he's on a, uh, he's probably on a better offense in LA than than Edelman is in New England. Okay, so number nine, I've got Adam Thielen. I uh, love this guy. So does Kirk Cousins. Uh, so do all the coaches, and uh, it's just a, he's a good story, and he's a great player. Um, he's gonna finish. Uh, he'll he'll finish in the top ten if he remains healthy. Number eight, I got Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Everything in Cleveland looks like it's going well and that this, like, smorgasbord of talent that they have compiled might actually work. But we will see. I think Baker is the perfect leader for Odell. Uh, The thing with, like, Eli Manning is he's so passive and he's not going to get up in anybody's face. I think for certain diva receivers like Odell or Antonio Brown or, um, you know, who else is a diva? Uh, I can't think of guys. Uh, You know, guys like uh, Terrell Owens and Ocho Cinco. Just guys 
that are screaming for the ball. There's only a few of them in the league uh, right now, and the ones that come to mind are OBJ and Antonio Brown, maybe Tyreek Hill. But um, a guy like Baker, he don't care who you are. He will go up and grab you by the front of the helmet and scream in your face, kind of like Tom Brady will. And I think that's best for OBJ. We will see. They could end up having a fist fight on the sidelines. Um, so, um, pre- uh, talking about OBJ, I just wanted to say why I do not have Jarvis Landry in my top 20. I just think there's too many mouths to feed over there. And I think that he's going to take a, I think he will take a step back. I think I have, I'll probably have him ranked at like 25, 28 around there. Um, it's just David Njoku, you know, there's, uh, Nick Chubb and, eventually Kareem Hunt they just got rid of they just got rid of Duke Johnson so I think Jarvis will get some of that load but I just think when you have the talent of OBJ and Najoku and even the other guys on the roster they got Hollywood Higgins and uh, uh, what's his dumbass with the gold grill that just got four games for smoking weed um, I don't remember his name Anyway, so we are at number seven, Antonio Brown. If you watch Hard Knocks like I do, first of all, if you're paying for a uh, uh, subscription for HBO, you're stupid because you can get Hard Knocks on YouTube. Uh, that's literally where I get Hard Knocks. So I don't know what you're doing if you're doing it for Game of Thrones or what, but um, Antonio Brown, dude, is a fucking mess. So, I'm starting to wonder if he's had a ton of concussions and he's kind of becoming one of these players that gets batshit crazy. But, uh, first he goes into a cryogenic machine, which is like negative 200 degrees, and he doesn't use proper footwear. And he gets frostbite on the bottom of his feet. His money makers. The best thing about Antonio Brown. Other than his uh, work ethic. Is his footwork. And from that first episode on. uh, Hard Knocks. You can tell he he can only really run in a straight line. And the thing about feet is you have to rest them. And this guy is a workaholic. And I don't know. I just hope. I hope that they can figure it all out because this guy should finish in the top five. I have him at seven. I've just moved him down over the last couple days because he, he just had a big issue with his helmet. He said that he's never going to play football again because the NFL has mandated that he can no longer use uh, his favorite type of helmet that he was wearing in Pittsburgh. And so he has threatened to quit and sit out and say, he said, you know, I've made enough money. I have nothing to prove. I've been the best receiver in football for the last uh, five or six years. Um, and so I don't have to play. He's got a gang of kids. I think he's got like five kids, including a newborn. I just, I think with a guy like that, you got to think if you, if you have the audacity to bleach your mustache and nothing else you got a different cat on your hands so I would not be surprised if Antonio Brown pulls a Le'Veon Bell and just sits out so um, let's move on 
Next, I have his old teammate, Juju Smith-Schuster. I believe he's going to take the place of Antonio and do very well. I think that Roethlisberger and Juju are going to make a statement this year that Antonio Brown was a product of the system and that Juju is uh, just as good, even though I don't believe that. Juju's a lot slower, uh, doesn't have as good as footwork, but he's going to have the opportunity, and it's another year in the system. This guy was the youngest player to ever be drafted two years ago, so he's still probably one of the youngest players in the league. So he's got two, He's got the couple uh, years under his belt, and that's where I think he's going to finish is probably five or six, but um, he could very well finish number one. Any of these guys in the top, like I said, top 10, 11, could finish number one overall. But as we climb this uh, top five, um, these are the guys that have the best chance. So next, I have my favorite player at number five, Tyreek Hill. The only reason I have him at five is I'm just not sure with the time that he's missed. Um, I'm not sure how pissed off Andy Reid is at him and maybe they're going to more gently work him into the offense but there's a lot to there's a lot to be seen he's probably uh I'd say other than you know probably right there with Alvin Kamara Tyreek Hill is one of these guys that have done the most with their talent like if this guy had the body of Julio Jones or Michael Thomas, he'd be the greatest football player of all time. But he was not blessed with those gifts, so he makes up for it in speed and attitude and route running. So I have him here at five. Um, just the most exciting player in football, let's be real. Um, and they're going to be good. You know, they brought in Miko Harmon. Is that his name? Me, I know his name's Mecole. I think it's Mecole Harmon. Anyway, I was watching the preseason game the other day, and they were giving him, they were playing him in that Tyreek role, and that's what they drafted him for, just in case Tyreek uh, got in trouble with uh, that abuse situation with his son. Um, you know, they're they're he scored on like a uh, Mecole. Um, scored on a jet sweep which is what they do with Tyreek Hill a lot so it looks like he's they have him groomed to be the replacement for Tyreek so I don't know if they're gonna pay him or uh, you know it just remains to be seen number four I have Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers Uh, this guy could easily finish number one but the reason why I have him here is because of the uncertainty of the new offense Um, I shouldn't say new offense. I don't think it's going to be a ton of difference with Matt LaFleur, but it's going to be a little bit different, and we will see. Um, Aaron Rodgers loves to target uh, one of these guys. You know, sometimes it was Randall Cobb. Sometimes it was James Jones. Sometimes it's, um, you know, Jared Cook or Jordy Nelson. But the guy clearly number one here this year is Devontae Adams. The thing is, they have a lot more uh, options. They you got 
another year with Jimmy Graham. You got uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Um, you got you know a, a few other guys that uh, I'm trying to think of this. They had this white boy last year. I don't remember his name. It's hard for me to uh, do this stream of consciousness uh, without, you know, I don't really have uh, any show prep that I'm doing at all, which I should because it would make a much better podcast. But anyway, they had this uh, white boy on their team that they got back this year that he's going to be real good. And then you have Geronimo Allison. So there's just a lot of mouths to feed there. And I expect Aaron Jones to get a lot more work. So we will see, but Devontae Adams I have in my number four slot. Number three, I have the man that just got paid 100 mil, Michael Thomas. Um, I love Michael Thomas. I've always loved Michael Thomas. He's one of these guys that he's so efficient that the, the fact that New Orleans scores so much with Kamara and Ingram, this year it will be Latavius Murray. Um... You know, they got they got Jared Cook now. They've got Ted Ginn coming off injury. You got um, Tredavious White uh, coming back for another year. There's a lot of mouths to feed there, but it's clear that the number one guy there is Michael Thomas. The only reason I don't have him at number one is because he just got paid. Um, so I, I, I don't know what kind of attitude he's going to have this year. Sometimes, like I said before, sometimes guys get paid and they just don't work as hard in the offseason. They relax a little bit. And I don't believe the guys that I have at one and two are relaxing at all. So love Michael Thomas, love the offense. But uh, these other two guys, I just believe, are going to finish higher than him. Fantasy point wise, there's no knocks I can really put on these top five guys. So number two, I have DeAndre Hopkins. And I know that's going to surprise a lot of people because he's pretty much number one on everybody's list. Hear me out, though. Uh, Deshaun Watson loves targeting DeAndre Hopkins. But we've got another year where, first of all, they just got uh, Duke Johnson, which we know in the Cleveland backfield, he was a monster. So he's going to take some targets away from DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and we know Lamar Miller cannot really catch the ball. Uh, we got another year of Kiki Cutie. And guess what? For the first time in his entire career, Will Fuller has not started the year on the PUP. So my point in having here him at number two instead of number one is I believe... There's just a whole lot of mouths to feed in that offense. I believe Hopkins could easily finish number one. But there is a man at the number one slot that might just be the baddest man to ever lace up and be a wide receiver in the NFL. And that is Mr. Julio Jones. I know what everybody's thinking. He don't score touchdowns. What did he have? Two touchdowns last year? That was an anomaly of a season. I don't care if he scores three, four touchdowns next year. The thing is, the guy will consistently give you double digits 
in your in your score selection. I when when Julio has bad games, he has ten point games. Julio's idea of a bad game is twelve catches for hundred and thirty two yards and no scores. I will take that with the chance of him getting into the end zone. Here is my point to have Julio at number one. I believe Matt Ryan and Julio as well as Devontae Freeman will all have career years this year. Maybe other than Matt Ryan, the year that he won the MVP trophy. Julio said he might mess around and get 2,000 yards this year. That ain't going to happen. But at least his mindset's there. Um, Here's the point. Dirk Cutter is back as the OC. And last time he was the OC of the Atlanta Falcons, they were the best offense in all of football. And Julio was the number one overall receiver. Matt Ryan was the number one overall quarterback. And Devontae Freeman was the number one overall running back. And everybody won their leagues with Atlanta Falcons. So the proof is in the pudding there. Let's see if that offense can get back to what they used to be. And even if they're just a shadow of what they used to be, they will still be up there. The reason why I have Julio at number one, I know it's not a very popular opinion. Fantasy Calculator here has him at number four. And you cannot tell me that there are three players that are going to finish higher than Julio in overall points throughout the year. Here's here's another point um, that you could also use for Michael Thomas. The division. The thing is, this division, if you look at the scores throughout the, throughout the last probably five years, I guarantee you this division has scored the most points out of any division. Because all four teams are pass-heavy teams. And three of these teams, I believe, are playoff contenders. You got Saints, Panthers, and Falcons. I don't think Tampa Bay's a contender, but they're still messing around and scoring, you know, 28 points a game. So I just think with all those things being said, I think Julio will finish number one overall barring injuries. So hold me to this list. And, uh, you know, I could be completely wrong, but mark my words here. Julio Jones is the number one overall receiver and everybody's got it fucked up that it's DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and then Michael Thomas, and then Julio. It just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, This guy is, you know what? I don't got to say anymore. He's Julio Jones. All right, guys, it is past the 30 minute mark. I like to keep these things short because I know you guys are fucking retards. Uh, Most of you are millennials with the attention span of a fucking weasel. So I like to keep these uh, short so I don't got you snoozing on me. So next week we are going to do my favorite running back rankings and then i think the week after that most people are going to be close to drafting i will do a stupid ass episode about tight ends defenses and kickers so make sure and not tune in to that episode Uh, no just kidding i need all the support that i can get guys um so on my my last instagram post i mentioned about the giveaway episode last year uh, we gave away a Tyreek Hill signed p- 
picture. And this year we are doing the Todd Gurley MVP year signed picture framed. I got all the things that I give away, guys, are JSA certified and come with a card that authenticates it. So you're not getting any trash that, you know, somebody scribbled on. This is all uh, quality stuff. So keep an eye out for that. Hit me up on my Instagram. Ask me questions. It's the fantasy football freak on Instagram. Um, and I am, I am Christian's head on Twitter. So follow me. Hit me up. Keep on listening, guys. I appreciate the support. And I'm out.